Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 114. Today's title is I'll Start Again Tomorrow. On the last podcast episode, we spoke about diet mentality and associated feelings and behaviors. And one diet mentality thought that comes up often in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, and it's been coming up an awful lot over the last couple of weeks, is the thought, I will start again tomorrow. It's like this idea of, you know, we've done something wrong with our eating, we'll draw a line under it, we'll start again tomorrow. Or you might have a more subtle thought of something like, I'll do better tomorrow. And this thought might even be layered on top of thinking things like, well, I've blown it now, I've messed up, I shouldn't have done that, it's all gone wrong. All of those sort of ways that we often think, things that we tell ourselves when we end up eating differently to how we plan to eat, how we wanted to eat, or differently to what a diet dictated we ate if we're we're dieting. And often what this looks like is maybe you have a couple of biscuits and because of what you say to yourself and how you feel, you decide to carry on and finish the pack. And all the while you're telling yourself that you'll do better tomorrow, it'll be different tomorrow, maybe even a part of you thinking, I'll do better tomorrow, it's almost like you're telling yourself, well, if I eat all of the biscuits now, I'm not gonna have to deal with them tomorrow, so that's gonna help me do better tomorrow. And this is what I want to really dig deep into on this podcast episode. And this topic is really important because the thought I'll start again tomorrow and the associated feelings and behaviours have so much to answer for when it comes to us being a different weight to the weight we want to be. Because I think if each time you ate something that wasn't planned, or if you're in on a diet or living in diet mentality, you tell yourself you shouldn't have had or you weren't allowed, if you didn't make that mean anything and just went right back to the way you wanted to eat or the diet if you're following a diet next so whether it's the next thing on your diet or a healthy meal but if you just carried on feeling neutral about the fact that you'd had a couple of biscuits and just then went right back to eating the way in which you wanted to we wouldn't find ourselves struggling with our weight as much as we do because it's not those two biscuits that lead us to being overweight it's what we eat next before we, and I say this in inverted commas, start again. It's not the two biscuits, it's when eating those two biscuits leads us to deciding that we're gonna finish the rest of the pack. It's the other foods we decide to eat so that maybe we think, so that they're out of the way after we finish the biscuits. And then it's the foods that we eat maybe because we've just eaten a whole load of sweet food, we want something savory. And then we end up maybe feeling pretty miserable with ourselves about what we've eaten, so we eat more food as a kind of sort of self-sabotage-y way. It almost then can become a little bit like self-punishment. Now, I appreciate not everybody does this. Not everyone will go into a food spiral of eating in all of these different ways, although that is something that I very much used to do. But if you can relate to any of this, whether it's just the finishing off off the biscuits or the thoughts about starting again, or if you just relate to thoughts about having messed up, or you, even if you are familiar with what a pattern of self-sabotage these thoughts 
will lead you to or leads you to, then I want you to listen to this podcast episode because it is for you. And as I said, the reason I wanted to focus on this topic today is because it's been coming up over and over and over again since the beginning of the year in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. And that is for a number of different reasons. One of those reasons is that many of us are in the mentality of getting back to it or starting again. A mentality that often comes up after eating, you know, more foods or different foods, foods that look like eating for comfort and joy for a period of time, maybe eating more of those foods than we sometimes do. And also because we've got this whole new year, new me way of thinking. Everybody's sort of collectively looking to make changes to how they're eating going into the beginning of January. Not everybody, but maybe more people than we're seeing at other times of the year. And when we're thinking of getting back to it or starting it, and it's the first day in eating differently to how we planned in the evening, it's very easy to think we'll start again tomorrow because we've not realised any benefit of eating to plan or eating health healthily or however you like to think about it because we've not realized any benefit yet the idea of putting off sticking with it today and starting again tomorrow it feels like we've got very little to lose we would tell ourselves there's nothing to be lost here i might as well just start again tomorrow so as i said given that we're all collectively getting back to it or starting again at the same time frame at the moment this is this behavior is coming up over and over and over again and that's really normal and it's why i want to share with you why it's natural that we do this and show you how you're thinking even if it's habitual thinking that you're not even aware of, is not useful. And so that you can update it and show, I'm also going to show you the emotional impact of the thoughts that come up in this scenario. And then we'll look at how you can change your habits, your pattern of doing this, so that you can easily breeze through to the point where you're quickly feeling better and loving how you're eating without having to go through that same pattern of starting over, over and over and over again. And I know you can do this because when you discover what's going on for you, when you can see why you're stuck, you'll also be able to see a different way through some alternatives and pick the one that you think will work for you. And so what we're going to do now is to look across this in three different areas or from three different perspectives. And we're going to look at the triggers that come up, the thoughts that we have that lead us to eat, and also the feelings that we have, both that lead us to eat and then the feelings that we lay on top of what we've just eaten that then keep us eating. Okay. And... So if we think about it from, you know, what are the triggers? The triggers themselves can be things that happen. They can be thoughts and they can be feelings. So we sort of end up going into this cycle here. But what triggers you to eat differently to how you planned could be something, as I said, very circumstantial. It could be something that you see, hear, smell or notice. It could be something very habitual. When you see, hear, smell or notice something, I call these circumstantial triggers. So if you think back to the last time you had a moment where you thought, F it or stuff it. I'm just going to have what I want and start again tomorrow. What's an obvious trigger for you? Now, as I mentioned, at this time of the year, what we've got is an awful lot of leftovers in the house still. Leftover cheese, chocolates, drinks. We have the option of making easier by dealing with these triggers. So we can bin them, donate them. It really doesn't matter. But just be aware when you have these moments, when you find yourself thinking that you're going to have something to eat and you'll start again the next day whether that you're actually thinking you'll start again the next day before you eat whatever it is, or you think that because you ate whatever it is, I want you to be aware and consciously sort of thinking about what the triggers might be for you there. And there was another conversation we're having inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy now, which is that 
often comes up that, you know, should I not be able to have all of these foods in the house and feel in control around them? Do I want to remove my triggers or not? Sometimes we tell ourselves that we should. We should be able to eat what we want to and not overeat or respond to our desires, our over desires for some of these foods. And so what I want to say to you is a couple of things. Firstly, there is no should. You choosing to not have certain foods in the house because you over-desire them is your choice and does not mean anything negative about you. However, if you think you want to learn to have those foods in the house and not overeat them, that's something that you can totally do as well. But what I suggest that you think about is when is the best time for you to do this? And I'm not sure that the best time for you to do this is when you're getting started or getting back on track. And I know I'm using that sort of diet mentality speak there, but it's one that we all relate to. I don't think that the best time for you to be working at managing your over desire for certain foods is when you're going through this um, phase of getting started and getting back on track. Okay, the time to work on reducing your desire for certain foods is when you're loving how you're eating and you're in a phase of your weight loss where it feels really, really easy and you feel capable and confident about everything that you're doing. That would be a really good time to start to have all of your favorite foods, or maybe not all of them, some of your favorite foods in the house and start to um, deprogram your desire for them, start to get really comfortable seeing them all of the time and feeling as though you're totally in control. And of course, you always are in control, even though it doesn't feel like it around those foods. So if you're thinking about what to do with foods you over desire, know that you always get to choose. Don't tell yourself, I can't have those in the house because I can't control myself, I can't trust myself, or I'm addicted to sugar, all of those things. Just decide what you want to do and what's easy for you. You can control yourself, I promise. You want to learn different tools and techniques to feel in control around food. But maybe that right now, the easiest thing for you to do is to pop some of those in the donations box at your local supermarket or re-gift some of them. I also appreciate that some of you, you know, unless you live alone, you have other people to consider who maybe want to enjoy eating the Christmas leftovers. Okay. And I can't believe how much I'm talking about. We've still got so much Christmas leftovers in our house, both from food gifts and leftovers from special foods I bought. And I'm already noticing that I probably want to buy less next year because I don't really want them. And so it's just it's just a waste. I just don't need to buy quite so many. But anyway, but if you've got other people in the house who um, want to eat those foods, that's absolutely fine. You can make it easier for yourself, though, by just putting them you know, out of sight or in a different location to where you might normally find those foods, just so that you are not sort of almost like stumbling across them quite so frequently and then watching your brain tell you that you really, really want to have them. Okay, so let's think about the, the next area, your thinking. And we've got the thoughts before you eat, whatever it is, and the ones that keep you eating. And when we're thinking about these thoughts, we're thinking about the thoughts that trigger us. A lot of the time, we're not going to be aware of them. They are in our lower levels of consciousness. They're very habitual because we've thought them so many times before. So very often, the thought that you might have might just be, I want, you know, I want something sweet. I want it. I deserve it. I've had a hard day. I should have a treat. You might even just think a thought about a feeling. And we're going to talk about feelings next, but it might just be, you know, this feels too hard right now. I can't, I can't do this. It's too difficult. You might be feeling deprived. I'll come on and talk about feelings in just a moment. But going back to the thoughts, so what do you do if you have a thought just like I want it, I deserve it? How do you talk back to that thought? 
the first thing is you really want to be aware of it. You want to be aware of the thoughts that you're having, even those very small, simple thoughts like that. So often we find it difficult to do that work in the moment. And so what I encourage you to do is to stop and reflect on it after the fact, if you don't manage to sort of do the work in the moment. Okay, and so then what happens after we've eaten, whatever it is, often what we do is we don't always do this. Sometimes we might just think, oh, I really enjoyed that and not think anything about it. But also other times we start to tell ourselves things like I've blown it, I've messed up. We start to have thoughts that lead us to that. I'll start again tomorrow thinking. OK, we have thoughts about thinking that we've done something wrong. We have thoughts that, you know, we, we shouldn't have eaten whatever it is. And it's very, very strange, isn't it, that we have this sort of idea that this day is something that we can either do right or we mess up and once it's messed up then you know we might as well write off the rest of the day it's it reminds me of you know writing letters as a child writing thank you letters and if I did a spelling mistake or you know wrote a word wrong or anything like that I would get a desire to sort of like you know tear up that piece of paper and start again and of course we don't need to do that there is no starting again when it comes to the way in which we're eating and our weight, we just, everything just follows on. We don't actually get to have that effect of that blank piece of paper. Even though we tell ourselves we'll start again and do it tomorrow, that's what we think we're creating. We don't because however we eat today carries forward with us to the next day. Now, I don't say that because I want you to judge yourself for it. I just want you to be truthful and honest with yourself that we don't have the luxury of how we eat today, not impacting how we are, the weight we are, everything that happens, you know, tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. There is no downside to eating some biscuits or whatever it is today and then carrying on with how you want to be eating for the rest of the day. Having a glass of water, having the lunch that you planned if you had the biscuits for a snack and you didn't plan to have them. That is always a choice and that is always available to us. And I think, of course, some of this comes from perfectionist thinking, this idea that, you know, we make ourselves very uncomfortable when we tell ourselves we've messed up. And so we just want to really avoid doing that. The sooner you can learn to make it OK that you ate whatever you ate, you didn't mess up, you didn't fail, you had, you know, whatever it is. You did, you, I ate two biscuits and I'm looking forward to having the lunch that I planned, whatever it is. OK, there are lots of different ways you can approach reframing your thinking and we teach you all of those tools inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. And so I started to mention emotions and because often the reason why we want to eat in this sort of, you know, when we're getting started is because of how we're feeling. Maybe we're feeling deprived. Maybe we are feeling entitled. Maybe we're just feeling deserving and the urge, depending on what has preceded that emotion. So what the circumstantial trigger is, what the thought is, will determine how we feel. So if we are feeling deprived, the chances are we've spent the day telling ourselves what we can't have. I'm not allowed that. I can't have that. And that's not true. Okay. You always get to choose. So if you notice that often the reason that you want to eat, whether it's eating in the evening, whatever it is that has you going off plan, is because you're feeling deprived. You want to identify those underlying thoughts and often you won't be aware that they're there as I said they could be very habitual could be a very normal way of thinking for you so your trigger that you start with in this instance is the feeling of deprived so anytime you feel deprived it is a opportunity for you to find the thoughts that led you to feeling deprived and to show your brain that those thoughts aren't true if you feel deserving okay 
Be curious about the thoughts that are creating that. I deserve, I deserve to have that because you also deserve to be the weight that you want to be. And so you want to find what is going on if you find that you are feeling deserving or feeling entitled. You know, if you think I should be able to have what I want. Yeah, absolutely. And you also should be able to, and you also can have you what you want that will lead you to be the weight that you want to be. You've got to kind of gently play with yourself a little bit here. You've got to practice sort of questioning those thoughts that might feel like the truths and beliefs and ask yourself, how is that not true? What is the opposite of what I am thinking here that leads me to feel deserving, entitled, or just experience the urge to eat something? And the problem is then when we sort of layer on top of that, that we shouldn't have done it, we, when we make ourselves wrong for eating whatever it is, an emotion that often comes up is shame. It's not always shame, but often shame comes up. Now, some of you will resonate with that. And some of you will be like, I really don't think I experienced shame because I ate two biscuits. That's absolutely fine. Ask yourself how you do feel. Just check in with yourself. How do I feel about the fact that I ate whatever it is? What is the emotion that is driving me to want to eat more biscuits because I ate two of them? Okay. And I appreciate as well that sometimes, you know, eating two biscuits, we get the, you know, that sort of sweet taste in our mouth. We are enjoying the pleasure we get from them and we just want more of it. Okay. Sometimes it is as almost like as animalistic. It's just your primal brain taking over and wanting more dopamine. And that isn't something that could be well be going on for you as well. But other times it's because we are feeling sad that we ate whatever it was or frustrated. Sometimes we might feel a bit regretful and then we're feeling the negative emotion and what we want to do is eat to numb that emotion or to feel better. And so we're just feeding the cycle, feeding the cycle. Other times we'll feel rebellious. Sometimes we get pleasure from that sort of rebellious feeling of almost like, you know, sort of like, I'm going to have that because I want it and I can and all of the rest of it. And that can be quite a, a positive emotion that we're sort of chasing or wanting to keep us eating. If you're addressing this at the emotional level, you'll want to know how to both allow and process those emotions. You will want to be comfortable feeling the urge and the desire to eat something and not reacting or resisting to that urge or those feelings of desire. And again, this is something that we learn to do, that you can learn to do inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. Okay, that is what I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to get you thinking about not thinking about starting again tomorrow thinking. Ultimately, if you've eaten something, as soon as you've eaten whatever it is, it's really important that you don't feel shame about that, you allow it to be okay, that you feel very, you know, you're aiming to feel neutral about it so that it does not impact what you do next, okay? So what you want is that if you eat something that's different to what you planned or if you're following a diet is not on your diet, don't make it mean anything. It's an opportunity for you to understand yourself. So I do encourage you to explore what's going on there. Don't just turn away from it, draw a line under it, and then have the next next best thing, but always focus on having the next best thing. And, and sort of, you know, you don't miss the opportunity to explore what's going on for you. Now, if you can relate to what I've shared here today, and if you would like practical tips for dealing with food triggers, tools, and frameworks to help you update your thinking and lessons to walk you through how to allow and process emotions, then please do come join us in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. We're open for enrollment right now and the next live taught Food for Thought program starts on Wednesday the 25th of Jan. So go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll to check out all of the details. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, 
lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.